We are very honored to welcome uh, Mr. Fazal Khan, Advocate Fazal Khan. Thank you for coming, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Um, Mr. Fazal Khan is uh, a founding member of the Pashtun Tahafus movement, the Pashtun protection movement in Pakistan. He is also an advocate, and he is also the president of the Army Public School Shoga Forum, um, which is the which is an uh, I think it's an NGO. Yes, it is created for uh, justice for the uh, children who were killed uh, during the Peshawar Army School public attack, uh, terrorist attack in 2014. So, uh, sir, once again, welcome. Nice to have you here in Amsterdam. And um, as we start off these interviews, like I also talked to you uh, in the beginning, is that we first start uh, off uh, with asking some personal questions. Because you have been an advocate in uh, in Pakistan, uh, and you have been a founding member of the PTN, and the army uh, public school terrorist attack took place in Peshawar, and now but you do live in the UK. Yes. So before we come, how you made that journey? Um, tell us something about uh, yourself, your your life as an as an advocate, as an activist. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Junaid, for having me. Uh, um, it's an honor for me uh, to come and see in person to your office. Uh, my life uh, is uh, like a common life uh, of a Pakistani citizen. I born and brought up in Peshawar, Pakistan. Uh, had my education from Peshawar University, and have started my professional career as a lawyer uh, initially uh, in the district courts of Peshawar, and then. Uh, High Court of Pakistan. Uh, I was um, uh, from the student life uh, uh, in politics like uh, uh, every common Pakistani. Uh, so uh, later on when uh, came into professional life, uh, it also um, the thing which was always motivating uh, me to, uh, to to stand for the uh, downtrodden of the society and uh, to, to raise the voice of those voiceless. So uh, working in Peshawar as a lawyer, uh, but uh, if I would say that uh, my once uh, happy life uh, turned uh, with a, uh, what you can say with a full U-turn after uh, 14th, uh, 2014, 16 December incident, which took place in Peshawar, and uh, unfortunately, in that uh, terrorist attack, I have lost uh, my son, uh, who was a grade nine student, uh, age 15, along with uh, almost 147 uh, other school kids and uh, some teaching staff. Uh, it was uh, like a natural that uh, uh, things like that happens in those days in Pakistan. Uh, across the border, I would say, uh, those uh, terrorism, but we haven't seen it uh, with that depth because once, uh, when, when it comes to your own home, mm. when something happens to, to yourself in person, then naturally you have more feeling and uh, uh, every um, person of uh, prudent mind uh, would not uh, tolerate it and uh, obviously uh, for your uh, loved one, for, for, for your child, uh, you will probably want to investigate uh, the, the, the incident and to, to know. Uh, because uh, uh, in those days, uh, these terrorist attacks were common. But, uh, but your, 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 your um, wish or your work to do something for, for the voiceless people, uh, that was there already Yes, of course. Yes, it was. Uh, that was the reason because, uh, as uh, I've mentioned you, that uh, um, uh, incidents like that uh, happened. But how, how does it? Where does this come from? Because mostly what I know about our region, Pakistan, India, this, this region, uh, people join. Um, many of them do get an education, especially from place a uh, place like Peshawar, which is not like Lahore or Karachi. Uh, they go to school, they go to college, they go to university to get a good job yeah. and to make good money. Of course. And then hopefully someday uh, to go to Europe or to America and to get a better job and, and 
Um, and I understand that the team, of course, have uh, issue personally, which I will come to. But you as a young person, does it come from your family? Does it come from people you know? Does it come from influences of, you know, many social movements have taken place in the region of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa or Peshawar or, you know, the frontier? Uh, does it come from there? Where does this uh, will and this urge of doing something for the people came from? Yeah, uh, you are right. Uh, people uh, in our part of the world, when they are young, they struggle for to get education and then uh, to join, uh, like, you know, uh, professional life and to earn money and to, to, to change their uh, future. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm the lucky one that uh, uh, I would say that uh, I was uh, born uh, in a family which were uh, financially sound enough and I was not having that much uh, difficulties and problem. That is one aspect. And secondly, uh, uh, the feelings and the thoughts because uh, uh, from the student life, uh, we used to sit in the company of the friends or uh, the, 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 the concept which uh, I would say that uh, uh, I was a part of uh, Democratic Student Federation. Uh, that was uh, in those days a, a, a student union like uh, student politics uh, and that was the feeling uh, when living in a society where you see around you people uh, who are like you know uh, not having many resources and uh, who are the target or, or what I would say that uh, uh, victim of uh, the brutality or the state oppression uh, so it was something from inside. Mm. But when this uh, incident happened, in, uh, it totally turned my life yeah. uh, because that was the time when I was uh, uh, feeling that uh, now this is the time. I should act seriously uh, and should not mum like the other victims, other parents, uh, and I should uh, uh, use every single uh, opportunity or any option uh, I should adopt uh, at least to get justice for those plain children. Uh, it was not only for, for, for our children, because uh, as I mentioned that incidents like that happened earlier as well. Uh, but uh, uh, I was thinking of other parents because uh, I would never wish and uh, no parents would wish to, 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 to see uh, uh, that pain and that uh, trauma which we've been through. So I just wanted, wanted to uh, to, 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 to avoid uh, any such like incident in future, it was very important uh, to investigate uh, this incident and uh, because there was uh, uh, a lot of uh, facts which are uh, like um, uh, not known to the general public, uh, to the media. Coming to this, this happened, uh, and I know this is a painful part to talk about, but uh, just for the benefit of the people who are going to see this, um, it happened in, on the 16th of December, uh, 2014. 16th of December is anyhow a very, I think, a very troubled date in Pakistan's history because I think it was the 16th of December, <coughs> 1971, when, when Bangladesh, uh, uh, when East Pakistan then, uh, became Bangladesh, which uh, many West Pakistanis of today uh, do not like to be remembered about. Um, so you, as, as, as a Media activism for a second that will come to. But you, as a parent, you, your, I think, 15 year old son was studying over there. Yeah. And then you heard about this attack. What happened there? What did you do? You know, uh, if uh, there are no words to me to explain the situation, uh, the trauma, uh, the blow mm -hmm. uh, which uh, we sustained, uh, which we got, uh, it was a very horrible day. Um, I would say for, for us especially uh, that uh, I don't hope uh, and I don't uh, wish that such a day should come again. Uh, it was uh, a normal day when I was uh, uh, in my court. Uh, I was busy in my professional engage engagements in the court when I uh, received a call from my brother uh, who was uh, obviously watching TV and he uh, heard this news uh, uh, that uh, there is a terrorist attack on a school, but uh, we were not aware of the intensity mm. that uh, because it was just a, 
uh, earlier information mentioning that uh, there was a terrorist attack and uh, uh, three to four kids are uh, uh, probably injured and uh, they are on their way to the hospital and uh, the casualty may arise. So it was just the, 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 the earlier, uh, I would say, minutes of the, that incident. Uh, when he called me, I was just confused that uh, whether I should go to the school or I should run to the hospital. Because, you know, uh, unfortunately, in our country, uh, hospitals are like, uh, you know, unless and until you are there. So I, I decided to, to rush to the hospital uh, because every parent will go certainly to, to rescue his child. Uh, uh, so when I uh, reached to the hospital, uh, there were more than 20 bodies. By then arrived and uh, there were a lot more uh, injured people. Uh, it's an unexplainable situation. I would say that uh, you cannot uh, explain it in words. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just the feeling and you're going through um, such an agony and pain uh, because uh, these were the children which uh, I used to see every morning coming with their parents and the parents used to drop them in the school. So they were like smiling and enjoying and having their uh, school bags uh, uh, and their shoulders. Uh, so when seeing them uh, on, uh, in the ambulances and, and the death beds and, you know, it was such a horrible uh, scene that uh, uh, intolerable. And then uh, when the time passes, there was uh, uh, a queue, a line of ambulances coming to the hospital, and then the 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 the, the numbers uh, started rising from 20 to 13, 30, 40, 60, 70, 80, and you just imagine when it reached to more than 150 or 147 dead bodies, and there were almost 400 school children who were uh, like uh, seriously injured. So altogether, it is. Uh, unexplainable or unimaginable that you see all these bodies coming to the hospital and then uh, initially I was like uh, uh, looking for the body of my son or want to find him uh, and I used to rush to every single ambulance to find out if my son is there or every injured person I was looking his face but when the numbers uh, rose to more than something 40 then I was not having that courage because in every single child, uh, I see my own son. Because they were same, like wearing same uniform, and the faces were like, as I mentioned you, that not for a year or two, for almost uh, eight, nine years, every day you go to school, you see those children. So it was uh, uh, a very uh, unexplainable, uh, I don't have the words to explain the situation. So being through that uh, uh, pain and that uh, miseries, like I would say, I was looking for the body of my son for almost uh, uh, five hours, I would say, because it was by uh, four o'clock in the evening when I found uh, his body. And it was my other brother who found actually the body and then he informed me. And then uh, we took the body to the to home and uh, it's very difficult time when you take off uh, shoes of your child and you take off his uniform. Uh, he was having five bullets in his body and uh, it's uh, very painful. So then that was the moment, that was the time that uh, you feel like, you know, uh, helpless and you say that this is the end of it because uh, in our side of the world, people focused uh, mainly on sons and especially on elder son because he was my elder son and uh, uh, everyone has uh, you know such uh, affection and love to, uh, to to their children so it's natural uh, but uh, the, the, the the horrible and uh, the worrisome the fearsome part was that uh, uh, there were a lot of uh, uh, information or facts uh, which were, uh, I think, hidden from us. Or, uh, we felt like uh, that uh, it is a planned attack. 
But today we, we, we will come to that. And as, as you have described the agony and, and the pain that which is, you're right, uh, cannot be expressed in, in words. But what I understand is that it's a, it's a, it's a feeling of, of, of helplessness yep. and not being able to do anything about it. Yes. When did that feeling of helplessness, agony and pain, where did you get the courage from to actually keep telling this story and try to get to the roots of it? Where did you find that courage? It was uh, like uh, the time when I buried my son. Uh, it is, uh, as they say, that it is a very uh, the heavy coffin. Uh, which you bury the heft of uh, uh, your child, yeah. and especially when uh, he is of uh, almost your size. Mm -hmm. uh, so, on the next morning, when we find out, because uh, we received the dead body in the evening, something, and then we buried it in the night, and then the next morning we realize we realize that the density, uh, because uh, I was of the opinion that maybe. Just like other Pakistani or just like other parents in the world, that it was just a uh, uh, terrorist attack which took place and uh, uh, no one can do anything. But when I realized the next day and uh, starting uh, querying about uh, the incident, how it took place, and uh, the, 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 the facts and the evidences surrounding the issue, because on the very next day, what happened is that. Uh, uh, it's natural whenever such an incident happened, the media rushed to the spot. So what the Pakistan uh, military establishment did to this incident, actually they didn't give any uh, uh, approach um, or permission to the local media. They uh, gardened the place, the, the, the place of occurrence, and then uh, they waited for Western media to come, like BBC and uh, uh, CNN, unless and until their uh, representative they reached and then the first briefing, because I do remember the time, because we were following this, uh, they gave them this uh, presentation. And then on the second day, uh, rather on the third day, they allowed our local media that, okay, now you have uh, uh, to, to see and uh, film the, what had happened inside the building. Uh, and then when we as a parent is uh, our right and we wanted to know that what actually happened, how come? There were a lot of things, uh, uh, you know, the strength of the school were uh, almost uh, 1,400 students there. So every parent wanted to know what happened inside the school. How come these terrorists enter in a, a containment in an area where it is uh, literally not possible to pass for, for an ordinary man because uh, uh, Peshawar is a very, uh, strategically very important city and uh, the, the school is situated inside a cantonment area uh, surrounded of the army. Yes, it is surrounded by, uh, you know, uh, office in the house of court commander and, you know, many army units surrounding and uh, all the government officials and that is a very, very sensitive area. Uh, we, uh, as born in Peshawar, we were not allowed to freely move around in that area unless and until we show our ID card and they used to search our car and when you used to go daily and drop our children they used to inquire about where are you going to where are you coming from mm -hmm. and even then in such like situation how it was possible to carry out such a, a such a, a such a heinous and such a big terrorist attack it was literally not possible because the information which they were given given is and as I'm a, a criminal lawyer uh, I could understand that they are lying because the, the, the number of the terrorists which they were uh, initially um, claiming, they were like uh, five to six. And uh, then we got information from the other school children and they say this was more than 20. So there was, uh, there was a certain missing and uh, we've been asking. But, but uh, one of the missing is one thing, it is one thing. question to get to, to, to what you want to say and to get to the truth then about this. It is one thing that different um, teams from 
the 9-11 attacks. In the beginning, it was there are 20 hijackers, there are five hijackers, six buildings. No, it, it, this happens in the flux of the moment, especially when a terrorist attack is taking place. That's one thing. You have been saying, which I find, you know, a big revelation in that sense, is that you have been saying from the onset that this terrorist attack on a school of children wherein almost 150 children were killed, that this attack was carried out by terrorists, but was facilitated by the Pakistani military establishment. Exactly. That's a big accusation to me. Yes, it is. Where do you base that upon? Yeah, actually, uh, as I mentioned, and I'm waiting, unfortunately, uh, for a proper, uh, and we've been waiting for a proper judicial commission, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, this is not only me. There were other parents as well. Mm -hmm. There were people inside the, the offices as well. There were, there are people who are severely injured. Uh, those who are still like unable to work. Uh, do, there are eyewitnesses who have seen uh, uh, many things which should not be like there. Uh, the the most important thing is that uh, if you have heard about it, that uh, there was a, a first aid training going on in the school on that day mm -hmm. when the terrorists entered uh, and attacked at the school Un uh, unfortunately and uh, uh, that uh, first aid training was not supposed to be there rather i would say never there like uh, you know they have staged this first aid training and the first aid training was staged by a so-called major of the army uh, you know this is very important for the audience to know that uh, since... Uh, uh, no, no, that's what, what's important is that what are the things that yes. you believe this? Actually, uh, since uh, uh, our children are in that school, not for, for, for first day or first month, it was there for more than 10 years. So there was a system, a syllabus which they used to follow. The procedure was that for every month, for every week, there used to be a syllabus that this month, this uh, activity is going to be held and this will be like a day, day for drill or this will be a party day or this will be like, you know, for, for examination day or whatever. So uh, in syllabus, <coughs> I'm sorry, in syllabus, that first day training was not scheduled. This is very important. Because, and not on this day, not even on the whole year, not even before that year. Mm -hmm. So there was no point of uh, organizing this uh, first day, uh, first aid training. Secondly, for the sake of argument, if a, a first aid training is for the first time, uh, they, they, they schedule it or they want to, to do it, it should be for year 11 or year like in our school system, you might have heard of NCC, National Corps Training Center. Mm -hmm. they, they, they do it for to get to the university or law, uh, medical college for 20 marks they used to do. They, that is uh, made for uh, year 11 and year 12. So this first year training was not supposed to be for, like my son was for, uh, in year 9. Sorry, uh, sorry, my son at that time was in year 8. For year eight, year nine, year six, year seven, these, that, that, that student was not supposed to be in the first year training. Actually, what happened is on that day when one uh, major, so-called alleged major, came into the school and asked the principal that I'm here to held uh, a first year training. So he was replied by the principal that uh, uh, we have no such like intimation. There is uh, nothing in the syllabus of student. So uh, she was snapped. She was asked, rather that major, major shouted at her, that come, what I'm directing you to, I'm ordering you to bring the children to the uh, auditorium. Uh, she replied that, look, first year and second year students are now gone because they are, they are free now. They had their party. They say, okay, don't worry. If you don't have year 11 or year 12 students, Bring all those uh, year nine, year seven, year six students. But I want full this hall. The auditorium. Yeah, the auditorium. So later and on, main and the main attack took place in that auditorium. In the, the, the the interesting thing is that it's a common sense. If the terrorists attack 
in a school or in a building, their prime target should be the person who is wearing a uniform. Mm -hmm. So the person, the major who was conducted that first year training, mm -hmm. he hasn't got, got a single scratch along with his two uh, uh, soldiers who was accompanying him. So we were surprised at how come it is possible, how come it is possible that terrorist comes and they never attack that uh, the person who is wearing major uniform along with two others and he just started uh, straight firing on the school children. So, and, and this very fact uh, is confronted, uh, rather con uh, I would say that uh, we've been investigating the issue. Uh, I personally am a very responsible person uh, and every, every place I have uh, admitted it that uh, the then core commander, General Lieutenant Hidayat uh, Rahman, who was the core commander of Peshawar, he admitted that yes, uh, he was not uh, the person who came here, he was in fact a major of the uh, army, he was a doctor and he was there to, 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 to deliver this uh, first aid training. And upon my uh, question that uh, if it is not scheduled, how come he was not supposed to be there on that day? And most importantly, whenever there was any function or any uh, event in the school, the parents were informed of that school. But not a single parent out of those 1,400, no one was informed of this event. But isn't it true that a lot of army personnel also studied in this school? There was some, there was some, uh, I don't disagree with you, but uh, uh, in the, 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 the worrisome thing is that we've been inquiring that there were uh, certain, uh, if, uh, I not, if I'm not wrong, almost 77 officers, children were, uh, I would say, uh, migrated or uh, remote transferred to other schools just in a very short period of time before this incident. And we've been asking them to, 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 to bring us the record and to show us that uh, how come, why those 77 officer children were removed from this school. If for one, or one individual or two or three, it's okay, understandable that they might have transferred. But if their parent or the, the, the officer is not transferred to any other district or city, why would they are removed from the school to, to the another school in the city? And the most importantly, the most importantly, there was a prior threat to the incident that, uh, and that threat was uh, 28th to 29th of August, uh, specifically to the provincial government from the military intelligence uh, Islamabad, from the federal government, asking them that there is a, a strong threat to army public school boys. So for your information, army public school boys, only one school in Peshawar city. There's not second school. So it's common sense. If you have a threat, a very specific threat that uh, uh, the terrorist organization has planned to carry an attack on a school and they, 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 they exactly give you the, the name of the school on this school, then it is common sense that you should increase the security of that school. So you have mentioned a few things. One is, of course, that there were things done out of syllabus yes. on that particular day. Uh, there was an army major which was in the auditorium yes. who, uh, who, was not supposed to be. who was not supposed to be there. He asked the principal to gather all children in yes. the auditorium. Uh, the main attack took place there. The army major was not attacked. And you have also said that uh, around 77 officers moved, who were not transferred to any other place, moved their children out of that school. Um, and you have been demanding a judicial uh, a commission to, to sit on this and to probe this. Yeah. And that has not been done until today. Yeah, until today. Yeah, there was uh, there is a so-called uh, uh, judicial commission uh, order, but unfortunately, uh, though it was not uh, as per our demand, but still, the commission of that report is not public. 
So till today, we've been asking that whatever information they have, whatever evidences they have collected, at least these uh, evidences, that facts should be brought to the general public and to the government uh, openly that what had happened. The judicial commissions have been followed in Pakistan for smaller issues, right? Yes. I remember uh, the attack on Hamid Mir. Of course. There was a judicial commission on that. Every single day there is a judicial commission on very petty matters. There, uh, we have heard of judicial commission uh, for, for such a pity uh, matters that uh, is common. But unfortunately, why they were reluctant uh, to, 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 to form a judicial commission for almost four years. They were avoiding, and though uh, we, uh, we've been demanding, we've been protesting through every, we've been knocking the doors of the courts through petitions uh, in the High Court, in the Supreme Court, We've been making press conferences, uh, we've been demonstrating, making protests on the road, uh, every single place. Uh, and it's natural, we were not uh, common people, we were the victim, direct victim. We have lost our children. It was our right. It is interconstitutional. It is the fundamental right of every single citizen that he should be like, you know, uh, uh, everyone has uh, to be a, a normal death is his right. If uh, he has the life is snatched from him, it should be probed. So that was another aspect, and there were many other issues. The, uh, the then, the then uh, station commander who was supposed to be suspended and uh, a strong uh, action should be taken against him, he was promoted. Then there are other issues. When this uh, attack uh, uh, was made, uh, it was about. Uh, 10 past 10 or somewhere 10 in the morning, 10 or 15 past, it is the time when the attack was made. In eight minutes time, in eight minutes time, uh, the provincial police, uh, elite force, anti-terrorist squad arrived to the spot, having that uh, armored vehicle and the soldiers from the special police. They were not allowed to go inside by the the, 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 the security officer, the army uh, deployed outside the school, the military men. They were not, uh, they, they, ne they never allowed them to go inside to rescue the children. And that is why this, uh, uh, this attack uh, was uh, almost for, for, for many hours. That is why the casualty is so many uh, in number. And then there was another development uh, through social media. Uh, one uh, SSG commando who actually participated in that uh, operation later on, uh, as I told you that uh, elite force police, uh, local police was not allowed to go inside. That since, since it's a military school and only uh, military uh, are allowed to come and they will carry their operation. And the SSG commandos on, are on their way uh, from uh, a different part of the uh, a different city. And once they will arrive, they will carry out the operation. Uh, but, uh, you know, the recent, uh, uh, after this incident, one uh, SSG commando, Mudassar Iqbal, uh, who later on uh, left the army and uh, he was a fugitive and he, he uh, his video was viral. And he confessed and admitted that, uh, and he was asking for pardon from us that I am the SSG commando and uh, I took part in that operation. When we reached to the army public school, uh, the casualty was not that much. We were asked by our uh, commanding officer to, to, to maximize the casualty. And I have this, uh, uh, let me admit that uh, I am the one who is guilty of killing my uh, the, 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 the innocent children of that school. And so, SSG, and this SSG commando, the most elite force of yes, the Pakistani, army. Pakistani army, and uh, I'm very responsibly telling you that the then uh, uh, Nadim Bhatt, who was the core commander of Peshawar at that time, mm -hmm. I asked him that, uh, do you know this man, this man, SSG commando Mudassar Iqbal, and he admitted that, yes, he is a SSG commando, he was the part of our force, and now he's a fugitive. For me, 
that much uh, confession is enough because if he would have uh, denied that to no, know we don't know this man mm -hmm. because that man was showing his uh, id card his uh, uh, professional the um, army card so these are the 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 the, the, the facts and evidences and there are a lot more we've been asking for cctv cameras what we've been told that um, uh, the terrorists came in a, a stolen uh, suzuki carry dabba and so we've been asking that you should bring all these to the commission and that judicial commission has now been set up that that judicial commission has been set up it was initially ordered to investigate uh, the, the, the and to probe this uh, uh, incident within two months uh, and to uh, present its support to the supreme court but unfortunately it took more than two months and two years and what about what about um, when such an attack happens normally in our part of the world the government gets some relief in the sense of you know money or jobs or something has that happened in this case it's it is normal it's like uh, for every single citizen if uh, there is an incident of uh, like uh, terrorism that's uh, a normal package which they give uh, but it is not the package which the people of the parents want they actually want to of course the of course because uh, no one on earth would sell the blood of their loved one mm -hmm. you understand and uh, that is a different part of and there are parents uh, who have refused to 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 take the compensation and it is not a compensation it is just a package which is enough for for you know this of course this is the commission is there you have been of course agitating for this to such an extent that at some point of time and i will come there that you had to leave pakistan now the interesting question here is why would the pakistani army facilitate a terrorist attack on army public schools what do they get out of it look that that is that is the basic uh, reason for our demand of judicial commission mm -hmm. to find out the reasons but what do you if, think but, but yes but if we see the history there is always uh, vested interest of uh, institutions uh, if uh, if you google uh, this time of uh, uh, year when the attack took place the america was not very much happy from pakistani army and they were demanding that uh, we need accounts of those 33 million dollars which were given against war or so called war on terror if you remember there was another uh, incident ojudi uh, camp incident took place in rawalpindi mm -hmm. that was the stinger missile issue which stinger missile were sold to korea and iran and <coughs> american uh, missile which were supposed to be for, uh, for 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 afghanistan so things like that happen and uh, if you have heard of uh, uh, al jazeera tv uh, there was a chief of uh, um isi um, chief of isi he very um, openly admitted that uh, yes things like like that happen everything is fair in war and love so we do stage drama sometimes to gain uh, our purpose or what we are up to so sometimes uh, there is damage we call it collateral damage mm. so my humble uh, question from would be from every single parent as well that why should i be part of my blood should be shed like this on the name of uh, collateral damage mm -hmm. if i was of the opinion of the belief that yes a uh, 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 sacrifice has been taken from me for a greater cause then it's okay we people have a history like that mm -hmm. that if it is for any sacred for a national cause then it's okay but if my blood is shedded just for for a conspiracy or for any personal gains or for 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 any monetary loss or any uh, other interest then it's no good so after so again for tactical or strategic advantages in the war on terror and maybe to gain leverage with the americans um, or to gain sympathy yeah. you know with uh, with the people of pakistan i know that after this 
uh, the drones and, and uh, the commissions to have operations was, yep. uh, was was intensified. Uh, those are of course <coughs> um, games the army and, and the intelligence agencies play. Um, but after this, you have been advocating, you have been advocating, you have been protesting to such an extent that at some point of time um, you had to leave a few years back. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, actually, if you remember, uh, I would also uh, mention it that uh, soon after this uh, incident, uh, one Tehrik Taliban Pakistan took responsibility of this attack. Yes. Uh, and uh, that was on the media, and everyone and we were given uh, in camera briefing by the core commander that look, uh, we will take revenge of these uh, innocent souls. And now they are making deals with them. Yeah, this is the problem. So, oh, and if I will specifically tell you something about that incident at that time, what happened is that we've been told that the Iraqi Taliban Pakistan took responsibility and we will not leave them, we will not spare them at any price. Uh, there was a time when General Rahil Sharif used to say, I remember his dialogues, that look, I have the pictures of these innocent souls. And uh, whenever I see these pictures, I get energy and we will not spare anyone. These were the time when, you know, uh, after uh, this 16 December uh, 2014 APS attack, national action plan was uh, uh, planned and, uh, you know, uh, military courts were formed and they were given the powers uh, that, okay, you try whatever you do, but we don't want such a such like incident again on our country. But unfortunately, and those, uh, that, that, that time period was extended then again for two years. So altogether, four years of that uh, military court, uh, so there were people who were uh, prosecuted in that uh, military court, but only not those who claimed responsibility of this attack. You got my point. One uh, TTP commander, Esanullah Esan, who was the spokesperson of TTP, uh, he was allegedly captured by the Pakistan military and uh, he was uh, on the prime TV uh, at 8 o'clock in the national media. Uh, he was presented to the nation that, look, we have captured the TTP spokesperson and commander uh, Esamullah Esan. He somehow escaped a few years ago. Yes. This is a very important thing that uh, he was uh, arrested, allegedly arrested. So he was supposed to be brought to the court. Yes. And especially to the military courts. Mm -hmm. Because the, the basis of military courts was army public school incident. So he should be the prime uh, person who should be prosecuted in that court of law. Yeah. But unfortunately, he was kept in a so-called safe house for more than three and a half years. Mm. While while the law of the land, the, 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 the law of the country says that every accused should be produced before a court of law within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Okay? And especially for military courts, the system, if I would tell you as a lawyer, I know, then normally it was with the concept that day and night there should be a trial and the press, uh, and the accused should be sentenced or convict or uh, whatever the result may be uh, with a speedy trial. Mm -hmm. For three and a half years, he was uh, like in a safe custody. He was enjoying a luxurious life. And uh, most recently, you people have seen his videos that, yes, I was enjoying a very luxurious life. And uh, uh, in 2020, he fled the country. Uh, he, he fled not only that safe house, but even the country. And there was a tweet from, tweet from Turkey that I am safe now in Turkey. So, and, and the, 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 the national media, uh, our military, our institution, our provincial government, federal government, they were completely silent on the issue. Unless and until a journalist from, uh, from, from I think, uh, a foreign news uh, agency, they asked from Ajasha, the then Ministry of Interior, that uh, what happened to Esanullah Esan? And he then admitted that, yes, uh, unfortunately, there was an operation and he, he fled and we are after him and we will soon catch him. Until today, he is now. So this, this brings in your notion or your belief 
of the army or the establishment being involved in this attack that once they got hold of the prime suspect yep. uh, they did not produce him in court of course and uh, they actually kept him in a safe house and maybe once it became too hot for them to keep him in that safe house he eventually not only fled the safe house but fled the country and ended up in turkey yes this this is dilemma that uh, this is not the first time and i would say this is not the, the last time if you google uh, there was uh, uh, a breakup in deraj malkhan prison where more than 300 terrorists fled from the prison mm. and the media was silent from that there are the recent development if you see in our country of our uh, ex core commander peshawar uh, or ex chief of uh, isi general faz amin he was seen in the media while uh, in kabul celebrating uh, the taliban victory in afghanistan and glorifying them and to do to come to 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 a period before this why did you eventually have to have to uh, flee from uh, from your country yes actually uh, as you know and as i mentioned you that uh, i've been chasing i've been following that uh, Uh, APS case and uh, uh, in that time I was on every possible forum. I raised my voice uh, to get justice for those slain children uh, with the intention that uh, this uh, such like incident should not be repeated uh, in future. It was must because unless and until you give uh, uh, the perpetrator the culprits, uh, you don't give the punishment. You cannot stop any future incident. It is must. that is why the concept of uh, punishment is there mm-hmm. so we chasing that uh, uh, aps case uh, on multiple forum in the high court as well as in the supreme court uh, if you heard of on 25th of july uh, our hearing was fixed in the supreme court of pakistan and as i was very vocal and uh, on every forum uh, i've been criticizing the government uh, the institutions even the courts the The, the, the judges the yeah the army the judges every single person uh, for me i am i'm desperate for for, for justice mm. so I, i knocked every single door that was the reason on 21st of july i was attacked and it was not the first time i've been given threats severe threats many times by but but i'm very responsibly telling you that i've been even given threats by pakistan military um some officers the colonel level officers they asked me that look you are on the hit list of some uh, terrorist organization i said why why am i on the hit list of them they say because you are speaking against them and uh, they might give a blame on us so i said look this is my country i'm doing what i have to do i won't back up so uh, ultimately on 21st of july just Three day, four days before uh, uh, next hearing at the Supreme Court, a very highly planned assassination attempt was made on my life, and it was a broad daylight, having CCTV cameras in whole city. But unfortunately, no one was arrested. And uh, what though, did they do? They fired. <coughs> yes, they, they they make straight firing upon me. Uh, uh, they were two, two motorcycle terrorists and uh, uh, straight firing upon me, and it was my good luck that I narrowly escaped, while my car got nine bullets in it. it's an unbelievable thing that how uh, it's a miracle that uh, i survived that attack uh, so i've been asking uh, and under very next uh, i would say couple of days again i was issued with a threat alert by the provincial government that your life is in danger i said look we have to find out the culprits we have to find out the attackers and you have to punish them accordingly and this is your duty to protect me but they were asking me to arrange my own security Uh, and uh, not to move around and to put cctv cameras on and to to have my own personal security guards which is literally not possible for for a common person because i'm not a, a feudal lords living in a rural area i'm being a common man um, practicing lawyer i used to go every day to the court to the market to to school to, to bring my children and to go outside so but they refused to give me rather the the intensity uh, of the threats Uh, as in and uh, i've been uh, severely asked then i filed a petition in the high court 
asking them to provide me security if I'm at risk. But unfortunately, since I am not in good books of uh, these military intelligence and uh, uh, security agencies, uh, and they have to decide whom to provide security or whom to not. And you might have seen uh, for, for, for actors and for singers, here is security for every person, uh, but not for the genuine uh, human rights activist, I would say, mm. or a person or a lawyer who are up to justice. So that was an unfortunate, and then um, I was receiving every week these calls. Uh, I was left with no other option but uh, uh, to leave my country uh, because uh, literally it wasn't possible for me and my family uh, were begging me. Just uh, they were not ready to uh, to see another uh, incident. Uh, so. I was not having any option but to leave the country. And since then, uh, I am uh, in the UK, uh, in exile, um, hoping and struggling uh, from here even uh, to to get justice for those slain children. And so your your only crime, if you can call it, yes, has been that you have been asking justice for the killing of 147 children in the Peshawar school. Of course, and uh, during all this struggle and this time, uh, a lot of um, some more facts came into my knowledge, uh, which uh, obviously which connects uh, these uh, state uh, institutions, I would say security agencies, military intelligence, that they have very strong connections with uh, these terrorists. Uh, and. Uh, I'm always against them. If uh, you remember when very notorious um, uh, terrorist Osama bin Laden, mm. who was killed, uh, who was allegedly found in Ahmedabad, Pakistan. Mm -hmm. If you remember, um, the one who who made this, uh, who spied upon him, that was uh, allegedly Dr. Shakil Afridi, uh, and another one, Colonel Iqbal, Colonel Saeed Iqbal, probably. Uh, though he is in America, but Dr. Shakil Afridi is in jail. So, uh, been speaking for him that if uh, a world-renowned, uh, international recognized terrorist has been captured, uh, so the person who helped in capturing him or killing him, he should be awarded a gold medal. He should be awarded, you know, any um, a, a great honor. Yes. But unfortunately. Till today, he is lying in the prison in solitary confinement for more than almost now seven or some years. Mm -hmm. He is behind the bar. So, what does it indicate? So, no one even speak for him. And uh, one of our friends, Samuela Fridi, who was his liar, he was also targeted when he was killed. Yeah. But is it is it therefore that during this struggle, at some point of time, you also became uh, a, you know, a founding member of the Pashtun Dahafas movement, who's you know one of their main um, demands is that they want to know what happened to the so many thousands of disappeared people. I remember that uh, somewhere they said, if they are dead, then give us their dead bodies, and if they are not dead, produce them in court and let the court decide. Is you know, so this struggle for you of yours for justice for the army public school uh, victims is that how you also became very much involved in the in the struggle of the PPM? Of course, when uh, in 2018, since uh, its, its inception, the PTM, uh, I'm a part of it. Uh, from the first days when uh, the first demonstration uh, in the Islamabad and originally the stage of PTM is always for the victim to come and raise their wife. That was the basic of, uh, if you remember Nakibullah Mesud, he was uh, brutally yeah, killed. In, in and was university, university, I think. He was in Karachi, he was killed by, uh, in, in a, uh, uh, what you call, Link. a stage, no, yeah. yes. It's, it's a target killing by SSP Rao Anwar. Mm. So that stage when uh, 
you see, since the, the first days I am with PTM and always uh, uh, people know me from PTM, uh, I've been at every single stage which is available to us, uh, heroes our wife. And uh, obviously it is, uh, as you mentioned, for those uh, uh, oppressed uh, people, those who are victim, or those who are uh, extrajudicially killed, or those who are uh, uh, kidnapped, or those who are uh, disappeared, uh, for them always uh, raising our wife. Uh, if you have recently seen, uh, as you mentioned, uh, for, that this is um, it's common in our part of the world. You recently have heard about this uh, uh, Multan Hospital. Uh, 500 bodies were recovered on the top of the hospital, Mr. Hospital, mm -hmm. the dead bodies. So how come and now uh, I have uh, seen this news today that there were some more than 300 uh, uh, Pashtuns and some Baloch uh, who were now identified as uh, from this, uh, you know, uh, Pakistani citizen. So this is common. So always, and as you mentioned, uh, at that stage, always people come. Uh, in my practice life, I have come across the, the parents who have been waiting for their um, post-disappeared uh, children for, for years, for 10, 10 years. And uh, so most recently, there was an old man. He was just crying every day. He used to come to the court sitting that I am waiting for almost 10 years for my son. And uh, my dad, my, my, my wife now, she became blind. She can't see because she cried so much every day, morning and night. Uh, I said, what are you up to if you can't? I said, look, I want, even if they have killed my son, mm. they should give me the body. If not, they great. should give me, they should actually show me his grave that here he's buried. That is the despair you live in if someone is enforced to disappear. Yeah. That you cannot move on because you don't know whether he's dead yeah. or whether he's held somewhere. And, and, you have, and you have heard of it that uh, the, the, the helicopter in uh, Balochistan, they come, they drop the bodies, three or four bodies from the mm -hmm. helicopter. Who has these helicopters? I don't see anyone in Pakistan having helicopters dropping bodies. Only military. So you subscribe to this very famous slogan of the PTM which says that Behind all this terrorism, it's always what it is. Uniform. It is. It is the uniform. Yeah. This is my slogan. If you have uh, um, seen the videos, mm. uh, which are quite quite popular, uh, the slogans like in Swat as well. Uh, so I was always vocal, and that was the reason I was not in good books. And uh, even uh, very lately, I've been receiving threats, mm. even in Europe as well. So this is like it. But you will, uh, you will continue with. Of course, the, we are used to what we will do. You know, if uh, uh, this is what we call it, life. Life is about struggle. If we don't uh, struggle, then we are dead. And who will do? End of the day, someone should uh, stand up. And, and coming, coming to the future of this, because. Just, you know, I'm coming to the end of this, but I just want one thing to know from you. This policy of terrorism, this policy of, you know, suppressing people like you who ask for their genuine constitutional rights. It is not the constitution of Afghanistan you're asking from. You're asking it from your own Pakistani constitution. You are a Pakistani. Yeah. You're not an Indian or an Afghan. This, this, this policy of terrorism, this suppressing the rights of the people who ask for justice, where will this lead Pakistan to? What will be the end? Where will this, where will it go? If this continues to happen to pursue a policy of terrorism to then deny your own people their basic fundamental rights. What do you see happening? You see, uh, I'm very much optimistic now. Okay. Things have changed. Mm -hmm. You have seen very recently there are huge gatherings and sits in, in uh, Swat, Deer, uh, Waziristan, uh, Bajwar, Bunir, 
you name it, erstwhile Fata and uh, parts of Khyber uh, Pakhtunkhwa. People now realize that uh, this is the end of it. No more tolerance. Now the things have changed. That is why I'm very optimistic and uh, I'm proud that I'm a part of PTM and that is, the, I think, the reason that they have given voice to the voice left. Now, there was a time when they used to kidnap or disappear people for 10 people from one family or five or six, and people used to keep silent for, for years and years, sometimes for 10 years, 15, and they even do not uh, tell their, uh, their relatives and to the, their villagers. But now, if there is any killing, if there is any disappearances, on the same day, the people bring their body on the road. But is there accountability? Is yeah. there accountability? So at least, at least, what I would say, we have uh, uh, unveiled that curtain, mm -hmm. that image. Now there is a very strong hatred against these, uh, I would say, military intelligence, military establishment, whatever you name it. But there is a strong resistance now against them. In Khyber particularly. And people. But like, you don't see it in the Karachi law. Yeah, it, 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 it is, the, it is the, the national media mm -hmm. who always censor it. But if you see, uh, there was a time I remember people uh, wish and struggle to join army. Now they hate army. Why is that? Especially if you have heard of like. Uh, 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 ex-tribal our erstwhile uh, fatter people they've been always at the forefront of any war if, if you see about Kashmir everywhere now from that very parts the people are uh, you know demonstrating such a huge gathering and they say no no to Talibanization you have recently seen this um, so-called uh, uh, secret negotiation of uh, Pakistani military establishment the Taliban Pakistan and they wanted to, to bring them bang, back with their own structure, uh, their, their organizational structures with weapons, but the people have categorically refused that no, we are no more tolerating them. But, but Mr. Fazlokhan, of course, you are optimistic because you are also part of the PTM, and I hope you really succeed. But to counter such a big force, a military which has been ruling the country for more than 75 years. Don't you think you need more than just demonstrations in a few cities? Of course, people are thinking about that. Uh, there are people now, if you have heard of. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, about I'm, I'm, I'm basically saying there needs to be, from bottom up, there needs to be a process of democratization of society, of Pakistan. Of course, there are three ways out. One is the struggle for uh, a proper, real democratic government. Mm -hmm. Unless and until there is a proper democratic government, which is obviously for the people, by the people. Yes. And then legislation and some judicial reforms, which could stop all these atrocities. And to punish and to bring to justice those journals, those uh, journalists, I would say, and those judges who have always supported these, uh, I would call, real terrorists. If not, then... By real terrorists, you mean... Military establishment of Pakistan. The, 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 the terrorists which you normally see is they are their proxies. We call them proxies. If not... If not, uh, people are very careful about using words, but I would say straightforward mm. that our people have started thinking about other options as well. In a very recent uh, demonstration uh, in Swat, indeed, people have started thinking about uh, going back from the Pakistan. Like they said, it used to be Deer state used to be Swat state, it used to be Chatral, they used to be small states. So now they are talking about secession. They are talking about now secession. They are talking about maybe 
they said that if you cannot provide me justice mm -hmm. you cannot give me any infrastructure if you don't give me any education you don't you don't you can't give me the basic thing that is security mm -hmm. but what for pakistan take off your flag we are much more happy like in our previous uh, state prince this state yes. so people have started thinking about that uh, though maybe if there is a big delay but uh, there is the never late uh, maybe the nation is not ready yet mm. but they have started thinking about this perspective as well which could mean a breakup of the of course because look uh, wherever you live in every country with every state you have a relationship you have a contract we are uh, under uh, agreement and we are in a contract with the pakistan government through uh, uh, which is called constitution mm -hmm. if they, uh, they they violate my rights constitutional rights if they don't give me what i'm asking which is uh, always in the four corners of the constitution mm -hmm. if they don't give me my basic constitutional right then why should i keep respect of that constitution I wish you the very best of luck in your struggle to get justice. I, what, what, I've, what I've gathered from you is that you are not a secessionist. Yes. You are a proud Pakistani. Of course. But you are wanting to get your rights under the constitution of Pakistan. Of course. And for that you have even accepted exile. You have even lost a child. And uh, despite all these sacrifices, you will continue to go on. Of course, this is life, as I told you, that uh, till the last uh, breath, till the last uh, moment, uh, our struggle will continue. And I hope so, that uh, we'll see a morning. That's awesome. Thank you very much. For coming. Thank you very Thank much. You very Thank much. you. Thank you.